Welcome to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and Tech Podcast, a roundtable discussion with leading WordPress and tech experts, hosted by Jonathan Denwood. Welcome back to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and Tech. It's episode 718. Got an interesting panel, a powerful panel, a panel that might grow during the show. Who knows? We'll see. Um, I'm going to let the panel introduce themselves. We've got some great guests. I'm going to let our special guest and a friend of the show, Brian. Brian, would you like to introduce yourself quickly to the tribe? Uh, Sure. I'm Brian Kords. Um, I'm a WordPress developer, you know, agency work for the last decade or so, and recently have been writing a little bit about the WordPress news on Master WP, which is probably where you've seen me. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's the kind of quick bio. Man, you've been upsetting the boss, haven't you? You know, you know what, what have you been up to, Brian? Yeah, yeah. My DMs are getting a little uh, aggressive, so getting a bit fruity, aren't they? Getting a bit fruity, aren't they? Um, got a real friend of the show, a semi-regular. Got Vito, Vito in the house. Vito, would you like to introduce yourself to the tribe? Sure. My name is Vito. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Adorim.io, where we help uh, agencies, freelancers, and uh, digital teams to collaborate visual with visually with their clients and uh, uh, systemize their workflows. Right. I got my friend John Locke. John, would you like to introduce yourself to the tribe? Oh, you're muted. You're muted, John. John from Lockdown SEO, part of the gang. Part of the gang. And I've got my friend, a mentor, an observer. I can't <laughs> he, he enjoys pointing out my weaknesses, which are endless, Tribe. Um, Spencer, would you like to introduce yourself to the Tribe? Of course. It's Spence from WPLaunchify.com. There we go. And as Spencer pointed out, we have not got any females. I have tried, but I have failed tried. We'll get many next week. I'll rustle up a few. Uh, um, so let's go straight in. Oh, before that, I always forgot the most important part of the show. We've got to go listen to a couple of my major sponsors. Shock horror. Got to do that. Be back in a few moments. Are you looking for ways to make your content more engaging? Sensei LMS by Automatic is the original WordPress solution for creating and selling online courses. Sensei's new interactive blocks can be added to any WordPress page or post. For example, interactive videos let you pause videos and display quizzes, lead generation forms, surveys, and more. For a 20% off discount for the tribe, just use the code WPTONIC, all one word, when checking out and give Sensei a try today. The importance of backing up your WordPress website cannot be emphasized enough. We use BlogVault to help us do this on a daily basis. With free staging, migrations, and on the pro plans, malware scanning, and autofix, BlogVault is the professional's choice when managing just one website or many. Go to blogvault.com and see for yourself. You seriously won't find a better, more complete solution. That's blogvault.com, blogvault.com. We're coming back. I'd like to point out, I've got some great offers from our sponsors, got some great reviews of plugins, services aimed at WordPress and SaaS entrepreneurs. 
You can get all these goodies. Try by going to WP Tonic slash recommendations, and it's all there for you. So, beloved panel, let's go straight into it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm tempted just to drop story one and just find out what Brian's been up to, but, you know, we'll probably throw that into the mix. Um, so let's start off. Um, new 2023 default theme now in development. So, Uncle Spence, I think they've been listening to some of your um, input. You know, it looks like, you know, you were going on that we needed a more of a blank slate type of theme for, for, for WordPress and the Gutenberg sunshine. So what do you think of this tentative step in listening to your wise words, Spence? Uh, it's a sort of interesting step in the right direction, but on a different path. So my suggestion was, oh, there's Daniel. Hi, Daniel. The, the thing I suggested was a canvas theme. This has the auspices of maybe being a canvas theme, but what they seem to be talking about is more of let's throw every janky thing under the sun in as choices, and you'll just pick them amongst the various choices. But they're really style choices. They're not a canvas. A canvas theme to me is like a magnetic whiteboard that you literally hang stuff on. Now, uh, Brian and Master WP Crowd, they have, you know, understrap, which is an old school version of it. It's got like minimal things in there, but you can hang whatever you want on the board. I would like to see a situation where they take this and they turn a little to the left. And instead of putting all the color and the style variations in, it's just here's three or four different core layouts of the content area, the header, the foot, or the sidebar. Here's some functional like padding and margin options. And then here's a couple other things like hide the title, hide whatever. They just need to look at Astra or look at Cadence or look at uh, Bloxy or any of those to see what to do. If they did that and it was the default WordPress theme, we'd all be in a better place. And by the way, I stick by my gun. Ignore full-site editing. If you do not, it's at your peril because full-site editing is gone off. I also want to make one comment that I, I think we can still throw into the show today. I was surprised you didn't reference Matt, and I know Brian had it in Twitter. Why didn't you reference this week Matt going off on the people on the homepage of WordPress telling them that they're wasting their time trying to redesign the homepage of WordPress? They should just do it in HTML. The same people for whom they're volunteering their time to fix this goddamn block editor and full site editing and everything else are being told it's 30 hours of time is too much. Just mark it up in HTML. Well, like, I keep off Twitter, you know. Not, been on not only Twitter. HTML, you can do it faster in weeks. Was that? Like, <laughs> I mean, like, that's the most. It all makes sense to me. It's fact, so, it all makes, you know, he's not been on the scotch bottle hard. In, in fact, he? Yeah. Daniel's here. Daniel almost had an aneurysm on this one, right? <laughs> because like, that's not. Nice. It's so tone deaf as to be not believed. Like, fearless leader says, I've introduced all these things that none of you wanted, like full site editing, block editor. And okay, block editor is finally making progress. Uh, the homepage looks like it's from 1877. Can you hurry up and make it in some other tool other than the thing I told you we need to have WordPress do? Hello? That's a perfect summary. All volunteers. Perfect summary of the of it right there. Oh, okay. Oh, I mean, and so, by the way, I don't know whether, I'm not paying so, um, you anything for this. All right, fair enough. No, I, I, um, he on. is paying okay. that person. 
So, Brian, um, first of all, can you, what do you think of this particular story? And secondly, can you tell, can you give some insight about, which I wasn't on my radar because I've been keeping off Twitter to some extent, I will return. I, I have waves of wanting to be on Twitter and then I kind of not <clears throat> go on Twitter. I kind of oscillate, Brian. Um, so, first of all, this yeah. story and secondly, what the great leader's been up to. Do you want me to comment on the the theme too or just yeah uh, we'll start with the theme and then okay. what the great right. leaders do we'll do two topics at one time yeah uh, why not work. um you're, you're the, used to it you're you're from you're from master wp so you're used to it yeah so i sort of agree with spencer on the the default theme i will say we do need that kind of like blank canvas full site editing theme uh because there isn't one and it's cool that they're going to do it but to me it's also like another example of here's a Full site editing theme that doesn't include things that you would want, like sidebars or design or a footer or any of the other important things on a website. But it does include things that don't work, like an email call to action, which if you have a vanilla WordPress website, that's going to be a block that literally does nothing because you can't have an email call to action on a vanilla WordPress site without a plugin or something like that. So it's this idea of like, we're showing you it's possible, but using things that don't actually work and not including all the things that you need. And it just seems like we keep seeing this happen over and over. And, uh, but you know, if they did, if they do pull it off, right, then we do, we do need that, uh, that canvas full site editing blank block theme, which I agree with Spencer, this might not be it, but maybe, maybe it'll get there. Uh, jumping to, uh, you know, fearless leaders comments you know my my perspective is it feels like matt mullenweg works at tumblr and every once a month he shows up somewhere in wordpress and kind of yells at a random person about something that that person maybe doesn't really have any control or responsibility over and then a bunch of people get mad at him and then he 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 leaves and disappears and you know we, I think it's happened once every month, and in one month we're all. Some of us will be in San Diego for WordCamp, and I think I'm. You know, let's see if he does it before then, because I just want to know what this keynote's going to be. I want to know what he's going to talk <laughs> oh, about. I, I want to know what happened in the last year of WordPress in terms of core software. That's that that he personally is is going to talk about. Well, that, I, had a, awesome. I had a much nicer conversation with Joe Saffer yesterday, you know, sweetness and light out chat. Um, I don't sure she totally yeah, warmed. I don't think she totally warmed to me, but I think she got a bit warmer to my English sarcasm a little bit. She actually liked Andrew though. Um, so Vito, <laughs> so Vito, what, first, you know, you know, what do you think, in general, of this post, and um, any insights about the great leader? So, regarding the post, um, I think that uh, we're kind of forgetting that the majority of uh, WordPress users are not us, and that they are actually people that are just trying to get a website put together. So, uh, dropping them into a canvas theme is the worst thing that you could do for uh, for uh, for an entry level. Uh, a person that comes into this space, um, it is it is the right thing for us. And no way that we would use a full featured uh, theme as you know uh, these Astra and Hello and uh, and Cadence and all of these kind of things are are the right solution for a professional, but not for a starter. So I think that 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 someone that wants to get something out there 
should have three, four options to choose from. Here's a few color schemes, you know, and uh, and boom, you're live, you know. So Yeah, well, so- well, I think what you're saying is we need something that has the flexibility to fulfill what both... No, bucket. I don't think so. I think no, that uh, no, no. professional tools are are done for the for, for, by by the professionals for the professionals. Yeah. And there mm-hmm. are stuff out there that are already fulfilling these uh, these roles. And as professionals, I think we should be paying for these solutions, and we shouldn't expect it to be like a default uh, type of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, for the entry levels, the people that come in and want to spin up a WordPress site, uh, that should be um, uh, that that default theme should should serve them. Because they don't know yeah. that you can change a theme, I think you know. Uh, for us, it's like a, it's the, the one of the first things that you do is you scrape the default theme and you do you, you use whatever you prefer as your professional tool of choice, and that's not going to change every year, even though it has been over the past uh, three to four years with uh, all of the shifts in the space. Usually, the, your preferred tool stack stays with you for three, four years or so. Um, so um, I'm cool with what they're doing. I think that's uh, that's thing. And I kind of like uh, the fact that there's a new fresh theme comes out in WordPress every year, even though I never used it in yeah, my life. That's true. Um, and so... Um, so on to the great... For the other part... Sorry. Yes, go on, Spence. Sorry to interrupt you, but... Just on that point, I think you bring up a good idea, though. If they had a Canvas theme, <clears throat> every year they could have a new sheet or style or something that applies right. onto the Canvas. Yeah. So because yeah. the problem legitimately with all the themes to date and the problem with where they're going with this 500 full-site editings, <clears throat> it's chaos for any of the other functionality you have there. For example, on the 2022 theme, it breaks WooCommerce's core functionality because, for example, they didn't contemplate the footer is going to bleed up into the checkout area. And if you move and you're a rookie, if you move from 2019 to 2021 to 2022, every time you put in one of the new default themes, all hell breaks loose. If they had a canvas for the structure and the things were aesthetic only, like any, you know, and it's so, to me, I'm not trying to belabor the point, but it's so already proven in the ecosystem that exists. Why aren't they just adapting it? Because it could still take full, you know, the Gutenberg blocks. So, sorry. Guys. So, so on to um, story two, V2. Any comment about the great, um, the yes. great leader? So, uh, kind of, uh, it was funny that it happens once a, once a month, a uh, comment that uh, Brian, Brian uh, was saying here. And it is funny. I blame, I blame Brian totally yeah. for all this. I, I think it's, um, it's uh, sad, really. That this is what uh, what we come down it came down to that every time there's a full moon, uh, you know the guy com- comes out and starts starts spewing something and you know steers the pump. werewolf bat appears. Yeah. And to be honest, I, like uh, for and you guys know me for for a long time, I I don't usually get too uh, too excited about these things or too uh, upset about these things. But come on, you know, it's just happening way too many times, way too often uh, by this one guy that, uh, that who the hell cares, you know? So, like, fine, (laughs) this guy started the thing, but I'm going to say something that I I don't think I ever said before. I think it's time to move on, you know, from from Matt completely. 
and just have some kind of a different uh, a structure or organization that is going to lead uh, lead WordPress from a positive and constructive constructive point of view that doesn't want to pick battles, you know, um, and doesn't kind of. Um, I, I I even feel that maybe over time it was kind of sheltered in a way that happens to a lot of people. It happens a lot in the in the entertainment business, in the music world, and things like that when people are kind of living in these golden cages that nothing touches them. No one says no to you too many times. And then you feel that you can say and do anything that you want because there's no consequences. And then you get the president telling you that they can shoot someone in the street and nothing's going to happen. Uh, so uh, so the whole the whole thing, I think, was yeah, great. he was right. The, the, the guy was right. He could shoot well, anybody. And Matt is and right as well. Nothing's going to happen. You know, he can keep doing this every month and we're just going to keep talking about this. And it's just just annoying, you know. What? What? what why? Why would you do that? You know. Uh, so I think uh, well, I know he was, on, he was on the scotch late at night. You know, you knock up, knock you back a few, few of the whiskey. You want to do to Twitter? Don't I don't you? know. I don't know if that's the case, but whatever, whatever is the reason, nothing justifies this kind of uh, demeaning behavior towards your own employee. Uh, <laughs> that was and, the bit uh, I loved. That's yeah, the, that was just ridiculous, and uh, and it's just uh, you know really it's I'm, worse I'm than a working. pretty calm person, but this was just like again, you know, again, and it hasn't been a month since the last uh, um, uh, debacle, you know. So come on, let's just move on from this guy <laughs> and uh, create something that will work for us, you know. Yeah, there we go. So John, what what do you reckon, John? You know, which which yeah. one do you want to start off with the fable or just no? I, I don't really have it. I mean, no, I... whatever. But yeah, if, to recap for those who are unaware, in the WordPress makes it sounds channel... like you've got a bomb ticking. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, but oh, I'm sorry, John. But it just it sounded like we it sounded like we doomsday was gonna uh, rub. So I'm gonna let John sort out. All oh, right, sorry, John. Uh, Rob, I'm going to let John sort out his microphone problems and we're going to go on to story two. Um, <laughs> I just think it's the whiskey. I, all I can say, Brian, is the worst balls-ups that I've ever done. Whiskey and Twitter have always been part of it, it Brian. Object- objectively, the Vito wasn't here last week, but I said the same thing. Everybody has said the same thing. It's not our particular business to vote anybody out, but you just can't have the dichotomy that is now obvious. He is a person of great skill and talent. He got us in many ways where we are today. But he has pretended for so often to be this impervious character with like the the temperament of Midas or whatever. You know, like he can just sit there and everything's cool. But then he has these moments where he drops the shields and shows that he's a real human being. But the problem is the project is a public project. It's a .org project. There needs to be somebody who's participatory in the trenches with the rest of the humans in the .org project, not somebody who's in the .com project funded by VCs who's off doing Tumblr and doing all these other things. It would be a great service and I think a great showing of his intelligence to back away from the .org project and allow somebody else to take the space because unlike other Silicon Valley leaders, we've seen those who their personality in public matches their personality in private, like a Larry Ellison, 
Nobody claims Larry well, Ellison. I disagree. I think you're all boring. Hold on. I'm not I think you're all boring farts, <laughs> The point is really. that you can't have a situation where a debacle, I love the choice of words, Vito, keeps <laughs> happening because then it just distracts everybody into the drama of the Twitter sphere or the Master WP sphere or whatever. And quite frankly, I'm kind of done with it. I think that many of us would rather just be like, let's just pretend Matt doesn't exist and do our own <laughs> So you, so basically, you get on with it already. So basically, you can't, but you really can't because the because uh, um, what do you think is going to happen to this homepage now? Well, that's the problem. Like I was thinking about, do we fork it? Do we get everybody to just say, you know, move everything over and call it Palabra Press or something, and just move on with it? But it's too difficult. It'd be far easier for us to all put the pressure and say in public. I see really feel. I see you know? light. I see light there. You know, I had a very business and and I think you know, like if if uh, I've if, got, uh, he I've wants got, to contribute I... uh, to the to the community and to to do the work uh, with like everyone else, that's fine. But uh, but come on, as um, I don't think that there should be a leader. There, this is a this is a democratized software. There should be a committee that is. Yeah. Oh my thing. God! God save us that from that. Yeah. God save us from that. Oh, that's my that's God. gonna be much better. Should be oh, a board, a board that, that is that, running, board, running yeah. the show. Yeah. That that is that is the death knell. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think Jonathan, you have any basis for saying that because there's plenty oh, of public, or, there's plenty of public good organizations that are run where the people are elected into position, they're voted <laughs> into position, they volunteer. But the thing is, you can't have it both. Hold on, Jonathan. You can't have it both I'm ways. I'm giving you tons of airspace. But I'm saying, just let me get the sentence out. You can't have well, you it both so ways. Many, you got so many <laughs> bloody sentences. But you, you bring up something that's controversial, then you don't want to have any comment back on it. So I'm saying, if you're going to have a public position where it's a .org in parallel with a .com that's clearly funded by private interests... Right. The hypocrisy of that is transparent for everybody to see today. So it's now imagine that you add like a cancer research uh, charity run by a, a, pharmaceutical, a pharmaceutical company. company. No, exactly, it's not, it's right. not one or the other. All you need is a is a hit person. Where's Stephanie? We need Stephanie to no. instill some order into this discussion. We, I'm, I'm running it. Uh, um, <laughs> It's quite easy. We just utilize the normal methods, and that's an elected individual. He either is elected by a under committee or elected by elements of the WordPress community. And that individual has four, six, whatever period of time, and he has a board underneath that supervises to some extent only if that individual does something that's gross um and you just you just know you just utilize the normal democratic um controlling elements that have worked for hundreds of years that's what we just said five seconds ago that you said you didn't agree with that's exactly no, you, what you just said. you said that you wanted a committee to run it. An elected, like any a other board. organization, yeah. there's elected officials, there's boards, there's oversight, there's public ability to take people in and out. Just a that's, normal. That's actually a, a, a must for, for a UK charity uh, at, at a fraction of the scale of WordPress, yeah. you know? 
Yeah, of course. I've got every confidence with Jack. With Josephia, um, she, um, yeah, I think she's up to it. I, 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 um, I, I think things are going to change in the next few months. Actually, um, um, I think we're going to see some positive. I just, I've got no in, I've got no inside scoop about it. I'm just going by my gut. I, I actually think so, John. Hopefully, you sorted out your your ticking bomb problems. What, what's your I thoughts? Don't hear it. Yeah, it's gone. Hear. Gone. You're a bit low. Your sound's a little bit low, but the ticking's gone. It's a different microphone. Um, but yeah. Uh, get it closer. Go, go closer. Mic closer. You're too far away. Still. Yeah, I got that. I had to change my microphone. You guys should tell me it was bad. It's like a shark attack now. <laughs> Whatever. Closer. Closer. You can't closer. Me. All right. Sorry. Well, you try and get it close and come back, John. Um, so um, I think we go. I think we go. Brian's getting bored, and I think we go. Well, I, I, I'll go one more thing on that yeah, on. topic because I part of me actually does feel like I would maybe be happier if if they just took more control. If I, if WordPress dot com was like, you know what, we're we're going the ghost route and we own it, and we're just going to make decisions and not pretend yeah, like we're fine. not, and just be transparent with that. But yeah. I would also love to see this year Matt do like a Tim Cook kind of move where it's less. I'm on stage and it's more, here's the 10 people that actually ran things over the last year and give them the stage and let them talk about the things they've been working on and just, you know, take a step back and let some of these other people do it. Because it's clear he's not really engaged with WordPress, which is fine. He has other things to do. But, um, you know, maybe in a month at WordCamp, take a step back, let some of these other team leaders, uh, you know, actually talk to the audience that yeah, I don't, hear from them. I don't see it's at all... A zero option, Brian. I would like him to be honorary president, you know, and he, yeah. he could be president for life he, as honorary president. You know, he was the a joint founder and he's contributed a lot. And I wouldn't want him to be totally divorced. So I think being honorary president of the WordPress um, project is um, honorable. So, and for him, being CEO of Automatic and his other investments, but um, it just needs it just needs somebody full time. And Danelle is correct; that individual needs to be paid and paid by WordPress org, not yeah, be paid not be paid by Automatic. That that is a terrible conflict of interest. That and is, again, it needs to run like every other nonprofit in the world. You know, you have a few people that are running the show. Then you have a, a bunch of volunteers that are kind of uh, contributing their time and their skills into it. And there's donations and there's a few even built-in business models that drive forward the, the cause. Uh, um, even, let's say, WordPress would have done like um, a, like a Shopify marketplace type of thing. Uh, of plugins and themes inside the whole thing and taking even 20%. I think yeah. a lot of people would have jumped on board straight That's away. Board. Uh, yeah. And uh, and that would have financed like yeah. the project. Maybe the marketing loads. lead, maybe, uh, maybe uh, some some kind of larger events even, you know. Let us not forget last week, Jonathan, that last week 
We also were talking about WordCamp US, and subsequently this is being reinforced. There's two areas that fold into this about the both the hypocrisy and the conflict of interest. Number one, WooCommerce, which is a major revenue generator, which was the source of Matt's last meltdown with GoDaddy, if you look behind the scenes, is coming out with this Woo.com and et cetera, et cetera. But they have had demonstrable strong-arm tactics to many other people in the ecosystem and reached out to other platforms to specifically quash people who are making open source solutions for WordPress.org that work with WooCommerce. That by itself is bad. But then you've also got, with the WordCamp US, specific literal outreaches that tell people, you can't have parties that do this. You can't say things that do that. You can't advertise that says that while not providing an ecosystem. And then you've also got a sort of squishy, but sort of on the same page, like there's only certain sponsors that are invited to a private party or private dinner. And when you combine all three of those with the fact that right next door to .org is .com funded in private interest, it's such a ridiculously absurd conflict. It's not that dissimilar from our government's problem right now with pay for play in you know Congress and so forth. And it's like, we're all here. We have the control because it's open source. We're not literally without power or control. So I think it's a pressure of saying publicly, do we all want to make enough noise to tell Matt it's time? Because then we can move on. Because I agree with Vito's premise. It'd be very difficult to try to say we're going to take it and fork it and move it away. Yeah, but we can all say we're just not going to work under these circumstances. You know, It just needs a bit of reorganization. I mean, whatever. At the end of the day, we can I'm all sure get Joe on with Saffer it, but it's, will, it's just Joe will have a chat with him. Joe Saffer will have a chat and they have a dinner together and share Think of all the time we've been wasting for years, every 18 months. Like, yeah, uh, calm down. We're on, I need to get this podcast moving. We just discussed this for a whole bloody one, the whole oh, first half. One-stop shop for identity thieves is more relevant to a WordPress <laughs> show. I mean, what, what's the big deal? You fork your own podcast if you think I, you can do better. Listen, I'm sure you do. You, think you, do, you can... think you can do better on everything. So it's time to get, it's time to Don't, get, don't, don't force me, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like hell. No wonder you're barred for WordPress US. Uh, um, so um, we're going to go for our break. We, we we will be back in a few moments, Tribe. Build next-generation WordPress forms with WS Form, the only fully responsive, no-code form plugin. Choose from over 60 feature-rich field types, conditional logic, repeaters, calculations, and more than 65 integrations to build intuitive, accessible forms. Upgrade your form plugin today at wsform.com. Use coupon code WPTONIC for 20% off any WS Form edition. Hey, it's Spence from LaunchFlows.com. If you've been looking for a fast and easy way to create powerful sales funnels on WordPress, then look no further than LaunchFlows. In just minutes, you can easily create instant registration, upsells, downsells, order bumps, one-click checkouts, one-time offers, custom thank you pages, and best of all, no coding is required. For as little as $50 per year, you can own and control your entire sales funnel machine with Launch Flows. Get your copy today. Hey, 
Tribe, are you trying to scale your agency but struggling to find time to work on your business because you're always stuck working in your business? Head over to focuswp.co where you can subscribe to an instant team of white label geeks and creatives to delegate to. Use code WPTONIC for a special discount just for the tribe. With Focus WP, you don't have to worry about hiring, firing, or any other HR nightmares. Just submit a ticket and your new team will dive in. Focus on what you love, outsource the rest. We're coming back. Brian is looking even more confused than the first time he joined. Confused at all. Brian is one yeah. of the most coherent I've, people. I've only seen. Do you have to jump in? You need to go back to Twitter because Brian and Daniel and a couple of the people who are in the show today, there's really coherent conversation in Twitter about all this stuff. Like you need to come back in there, Jonathan, because it's really coherent like, discussion. Point, yeah, coherent. Yeah, that, that one got me. Coherent in Twitter. Yeah, the, know, the, the two things are land of outrage is on Twitter. If you want to like waste a day, must just, be, what are you yeah. taking, Spencer? You know, Twitter and insight. You must be joking. You gotta be absolutely joking, are you? If you want to, if you want to see where all of the outrage is about WordPress, it's where the outrage lives, which is in Twitter. I tend to not use Twitter because when I go in there for five seconds, I come out like my face is all red. But if you want to see what people are really saying, that's where they're free to say it because that's what gets people riled up. The point is, this is not important. It's really relevant, isn't it? I mean, going into WordCamp US after two years and all this nonsense is still happening. It seems like to me that's... Yeah, but I don't don't expect a joyous acceptation of my me being at WordCamp US. I run a podcast that pushes the envelope a bit some people are very very easy to upset so i just accept that you know i'm not going to get a totally warm reception it is what it is you you on the other hand expect to be loved yet you're me on the same yeah i don't i don't expect you met me after 15 years I I basically have a copy of Machiavelli's The Prince in my back pocket. I mean, you can't be in this space and not be yourself. I think people should be honest and consistent. And I've said again and again, I think most of us would appreciate if Matt would just act the way he does in private and public. Most of this stuff would go away because we'd all have a healthy dialect, like we were talking about last week with Heather, and we'd be honest about these things. Instead, it's this public persona and what happens, like, in that example where he beats somebody with a stick in private and then it gets leaked out, that's what's wrong. I'm the same person in public and private. Anybody who's met me knows that. And I may not be loved by everybody. Yeah, can we get on I'm with this show? Can we, can we get on? Progress. Look, can we get on with this show? Um, yeah. So on to Amazon. You, by the way, are one of my most loved and hated friends because you and I go at it every week. But you know everybody knows that we love each other. We're both crazy. Yeah, sure. Um, so <laughs> Amazon wants stop to identify <laughs> thieves. So um, I've, obviously it's not the greatest story, but it is August. But um, um, Brian, um, I thought it was interesting because because it was like it opened uh, a window. Do you think in general we are very blasé? About what we the information we got available, and do you do you think we need to be a little bit more 
proactive about leaving stuff and what we put up. What's your own thoughts, Brian? Yeah, I mean, the article was basically people theoretically can scrape your kid's baby registry Amazon wish list from 15 years ago and and learn something about them. I think I think we just all have to live in the world where everything you do is always going to be online now and everything you did for, if you're if you're a child now your entire life is online and every decision you made is online and it's like we just have to prepare for that because the idea that you're going to like stop putting these things on the internet uh, is that ship has sailed and uh we just kind of have to like think more about like in the world where everything we've done is available online somewhere, how do we navigate forward from that? Is there, a, is there like, uh, I'm going to be very cliche here, Brian, but I, I give no guarantees. But uh, um, is there a possibility of something around blockchain? Um, is there some way of, of <coughs> helping people have a little bit more easier routes to make their stuff more secure and and restrict access to everything or or why am I deluding you you're just gonna have to just accept that it's all out there I'm not an expert in that area but I would say that like it seems like the whole point of blockchain is to make everything even more transparent and visible yeah. and to make everything more public so if your financial you know history was on a blockchain it would be by default something we could all examine. And uh, that just seems less, that just seems to be more in the general direction of what I'm saying, which is all of your stuff is going to be on the internet and just be prepared for that and uh, be prepared for, uh, you know, what those consequences are going to be. So Vito, what's your own thoughts? Do we just have to accept that any kind of privacy, if you, if you, if you, and then, you know, and you're saying, well, you don't have to put it on the internet, but if you want to function as a human being in any kind of um, Western country or any country, really, you literally have to put everything in some database or online. So is is Brian right? You just have to accept that there is no privacy anymore. You know, it's just out there. Yeah, I think that happened, like Brian is saying, that ship has sailed a long time ago. And uh, maybe some people are starting to realize this now, but um, but it's already been more than a decade that this has been the case. Um, and I think it's fine, really. Some people are going to be kind of pushing back on this, this uh, notion or this idea and just like, don't take it away from me. But it was already taken. <laughs> Um, so, um, you know, what, what can you do? That's the reality you live in. It's not only yeah. online. If you go around in London, there's a camera in every street corner. Mm. Uh, and, um, and you have dash cams on every car that are scanning other cars mm-hmm. around them based on the car, uh, based yeah. on the, the, the number and, uh, they track and they kind of, filter and and match data of uh, this guy cut me off so the next person is going to be warned off and you know and the whole thing is going to eventually end up in the hands of authorities so uh yeah it's just like a a super connected world uh, and um we just need to be good you know i think that that's the really core yeah. of it. well i understand what you just say but i don't so spence because you know 
you know, Pacific on the US, I don't think the legal establishment have kept surprise, surprise. Does there need to be in America much stronger legal framework about because what's what veto is outlined in, in the UK is truthful. And but in America, there's a lot of data that the police, which normally they would have to get um, judicial review, they would have to get a warrant to have access. They, they've, there's a whole system of data which they can retrieve and utilise where they don't have to get a legal have to get the court system involved. They can get at it from DNA to databases around um, number plate registration. It's all controlled by private companies and the police force utilise it. Does all this need a bit more judicial involvement and new legislation to control it a bit more? I think in this case, no, because the differentiator here is that this is a voluntary uh, a voluntary action to sign up for. No, not day specific, but in general. <clears throat> well, I'd like to think that there was an opportunity at some point for this to change, but what we've seen as of late is that we're we've the ship has sailed on this, but we're really more in danger of things that are far more nefarious. So for example, it would be a distraction to worry about all these laws and things that would be really unenforceable for who is a bad guy anyway, when what we really need to worry about are the things like the layer of AI that's about to go into place where augmented reality becomes so seductive and then becomes exclusive. So, for example, right now, we could turn off a computer, walk around. It's not minority report, but very soon they're threatening us with you're going to have glasses or goggles that show things about people and places that you're walking around in the real world. And that sounds so seductive that everybody's going to want to get it. Then all the marketers are going to go in there. And then there's going to be little avatars going, Spence, look, go over here, go over here. And then what's going to happen is if you don't have the augmented reality, you're not going to see everything that everyone else is seeing and you're going to be excluded from it. So like that's... You had you enough broken. of well, well, you broke episode, episode 797. Uh, that's, that's the nefarious outcome of all this, is that if we, if we are talking about this kind of privacy, we get distracted from what they're bringing in the back door and setting up right now, which is really, it's early enough we can stop from happening. But why do you want to stop these, these, the, the, the progress, really? No, I don't want to stop the progress, but like, for example, with the augmented reality in Minority Report, which was a great movie, and it was years ago, 20 years ago, what happened is the people who ran the system were able to abuse it in their favor, not just for marketing, but they had these precogs that could predict when somebody on the streets was going to commit a crime in the future, yeah. and then they would lock them up. And I'm, that's right. not that dissimilar from some of the things we've happened, have had a, happening in our real world, like yeah. We've profiled you and we pulled you over and you're the wrong color or the wrong gender or maybe you have a That's baby. That's how the marketing or, ads work, really. But um, I'm saying it, the same marketing tools like they're talking about in this registry. It's like, oh, you stopped taking your birth control pills, Sally, for six weeks. Huh, maybe we should send some folks over to check up on you, wink, wink, haha. And that's because you were using augmented reality or you were using one of these tools. So the danger is something that could be seductive is also abused by those who have 
again, an oppressive reach on you or a law enforcement or a political motive and so forth. You know. But but I'm I'm gonna argue this from the other side because why why is that bad? If no, you it's know not about it's not it's it's like anything. It's not good or bad. It's that the same thing that's good for one person could be misused by another person. Could be misused. I get that. Yes. I mean, like any tool in society, like even even medical benefits. You know, like some of the best drugs in the world that helped solve pain or problems yeah. have been either abused or overpriced or anything because selfish people or greedy people or people with a bad motive. You know. All right. Let's go on to story three. Um, New proposal calls for contributors to stop merging experimental APIs from Gutenberg into WordPress core. So, Brian, what did you think of this story? Seems pretty uh, common sense to me, but there we go. I I think that Gutenberg as a whole has been run by developers, and letting developers run a project is like letting you know inmates run the asylum. There's no. <laughs> There's no one in charge. There's nobody. There's no managers or anything making decisions. Some of the features that come out are just mind-boggling. Um, you know, Matt Mullenweg shows up once a month to complain about how slow it's going, um, and he's not wrong. Uh, you know, so one of these is one of those where you read it and you go, "How is this even a conversation? <laughs> how are we even at this conversation?" Let's have a committee. Let's have a little chat about it. You know. At- I just no, think having I think a committee we, doesn't mean having uh, uh, people having these discussions that we're having. It's to avoid these discussions that we're having, you know? Yeah, some nobody takes responsibility. One minute it's a volunteer, one minute it's not. It's, you know, so this is what you see is they're just trying to do something very big and nobody's really in charge. I think there's one or two people that kind of are, but it's just, that's how I feel. <laughs> I feel like you're in a place where there's something like 600 experimental APIs available. And the, the biggest problem is that if they didn't allow these experimental eyes into Gutenberg, we would have had no updates for the last year and a half because the, the biggest problem is that people need to use these to actually accomplish things. And so that's their biggest... They can't just take them out. They have to actually finish Brian, them and, and get them supported. Brian, isn't the brutal truth is that you wouldn't hire the great leader as a project manager? What? If he project managed, that would be great. I, I don't yeah. just don't think anybody is project managing. I'd be I'd be happy to have him be more involved in project manage personally. I mean, it'd be better than nothing. I think <laughs> I can keep going. <laughs> yeah, right, fair enough. Um, that's that, that's an endorsement, isn't it? Better than nothing. Uh, um, so that's what my last girlfriend said to me. Uh, um, so veto. What do you reckon? Um, I, I agree. I agree with what Ryan is saying. There is the the um, um, a project manager is a, is a very specific and important role of executing any project, uh, and um, and I think that as an industry as a whole, uh, the concept of uh, project management kind of eludes us. You know, like uh, this is something that. Um, uh, you know, even I see that a lot with our users, with uh, with agencies and uh, freelancers, that uh, we're all coming from the creative point of view, whether whether it's on the code or on the design. This is creative uh, a, a processes. Um, and while the project manager is an admin, is an administrator, he just makes sure that things happen within time 
and within budget and are moving in the direction of the bigger picture and the bigger vision uh, in the right way. And so there is very little discussions or, un- or even understandings of core uh, project management principles in the entire industry. Uh, um, and, um, and that sips into the, into the project uh, here as well. Um, these decisions, sh- sh- I, I get it that now there is no way of, of going back on it. Um, and, and that's fine. You know, whatever is done is done. But really is what is going to happen next because more of these decisions are going to be done by not making a decision, really. Uh, and, uh, and I think that that's what we sh- should be tackled. And I also agree that if, uh, if uh, uh, Matt or anyone uh, would, be, would, would step up as a dedicated project manager or, you know, like head of Gutenberg, you know, how, how amazing would that be? How, how fast things would move if there would be one guy that that, or one person that that is their full-time job to wake up in the morning and think what's going to happen this week? What is the sprint? What is, the, what is being executed today? Who am I doing a roundup or a stand-up meeting this morning? Uh, and who am I getting a, a, a progress report for, from at the end of today so that we can actually move this thing? These are all so basic project management um, activities that just don't happen. You know, I, I don't know. I sense a change in you, Vito. You seem, you seem up for it. You're normally mellow, but, you know, maybe you've taken some coffee. Uh, um, so, uh, um, Uncle Spence, what do you reckon about this one? I mean, I can only relate to having worked as a developer on a small scale or working with small teams that it's very challenging to make decisions about what to do and how to do it with one or two or three people. (laughs) No way, no how can you have 600 different contributors or 280 APIs and not have a ringmaster directing all the animals around the circus. It's just silly. It's just ridiculous to even be having this conversation. And with the speed at which everything is being asked to move forward, it's like literally like, I, I, I don't know, I'm taking one of my kids to college next week. It's like, oh, we're going to take you to college. Let's just improvise today. You know what I mean? You, you don't really do it that way. You have to plan methodically a lot of things because the decisions today lead to consequences tomorrow, especially with competing plugins or APIs or things that can collide. And then the politics come in. A bunch of unpaid, unhappy, argumentative people with no leadership. It's, I mean, it's like a recipe for disaster. I don't know why it's even a a debate, nor do I think it is a debate with most people. I think it's a debate. We all agree it needs to be fixed, and the people who can make that decision won't pay for it, won't do it, won't get out of the way. What is the problem to allocate like uh, half a million a year? To, to hiring five people that will lead the project. Like a real company that actually is competing for a trillion-dollar marketplace. What a surprise that some people should be paid maybe six figures to act like a normal job in 2022. I don't, I mean, even, I don't even know why this is controversial, why this stirs up a few people. <laughs> I have no idea why See, this the crowd... Problem, the problem in the world in the past 
has always been solved in the past when people were not afraid to speak up for what makes sense. And I think the one thing this show does, as stupid and silly as we sound sometimes, is it's the no-holds-bar, tell-it-like-it-is-emperor's-new-clothes thing. And Master WP does that admirably well as well. And I'm suggesting that if enough of us would just say this, when we converge at whatever, San Diego or whatever, somebody is going to finally have to look in the mirror themselves and answer, well, I don't have a good answer for this, but now I agree it's time to move on. Because nobody wants to punish anybody. We want to just move forward. And this example is a great thing. Like 280 competing experimental APIs means there's a lot of people want to do cool stuff. But nobody can fly an airplane if there's no cockpit filled with one pilot to make well, the, I do, I do, the problem. I love the WordPress community. I've made a reasonably good living over the past ten plus years out of it. It's been really good to me, and that, and it's not. It, I like. I want we're all to, talking out of love, not out of a. No, we are, aren't we? Right. Um, Nobody's like burn it down. We I had a couple. I had a couple pricks have a go at me on Twitter yesterday, saying I'm anti. WordPress and I'm anti-automatic, and I thought, I thought, well, give me a break because oh, we've got oh, um, we got we got this. old face return. We've got, Thank God, um, voice of reason has appeared. Yeah, the voice of reason. <laughs> um, John is trying to rejoin, but he's having mic problems. Tribe, um, but yeah, but I had a couple of people tick a pot at me on Twitter yesterday. Um, and I thought, where are you? Because I'm supposedly anti-automatic because I've said a few things on the show. I'm not, actually. I actually am really puzzled why they can't get to grips with stuff. It's not jet science. It just needs... Agronomship yeah. and money. But yeah. we, we had a great interview with Josefa yesterday. We did, or you did. I, I think she warmed to you. I'm not sure she was warm. Well, I'm not surprised, really. I'm the nicest yeah. guy I know. So, yeah. but um, yeah. the, the, the point, hi, Brian. How, how are you doing? So, the, the, the point is, is that we're, and we're all making it and we're all running around. Vito, Vito nailed it. We need half a million a year in there to pay five, six, four project managers get control of the situation we've got to stop doing these silly things like two how many was it um spent 261 separate api experiments going on um we've got all sorts of block um experiments going on we've got people building full site editing we've got people deciding what full site editing is going to be called you say that word word wordpress.org or wordpress the project should be run by committee it is already because it's the it's supposedly the users. So a question goes out and says, "What do we call for full site editing? Do we call it a thema? Do we do this? Do we do what?" And all the contributors are actually the the committee. So what we've actually got to do is form a board, make it a formal board of all paid members, wherever they get the money from. I don't care because obviously WordPress can generate some cash, and just sort it out and run it like a business. There's no there's no doubt about it because this, if this continues with Matt having building public conversations with people and effectively telling them off and effectively stamping his foot saying, I did not approve this, then right. WordPress will go the way of Joomla. It will just, people will just yeah, lose will. their enthusiasm for yeah. it. 
And, and you bring up one big point. The difference in a private corporation, let's take Larry Ellison or somebody who's controversially, you know, like, do it this way. He's paying everybody. So he sure. has the right to veto things. Matt is paying no one. And yet in this case, I think the, the solution for where the money comes from is obvious. There's infinite amounts of money from private companies who would pay. We talked about it like, I'm sponsoring this project. I'm sponsoring that project. I'm sponsoring whatever because it's in my company's interest to see it move forward so we can sell more software. So the but, only person in this mix who's in the way is Matt. Well, he, he does pay them. these people. Some, Most of these people, like the person that was is his employee, and yeah, there is like the nonprofit, but that was his direct employee that he, you know, had it. That yeah, that's part with. of but, the problem because it, it, there is there is the relationship of uh, they're both yeah. volunteers on this project, but he's the he's the, the kind of uh, his employer on another project that they both work on. But what what Spence is talking about is is um, allocating funds per project, and then and then the people. Uh, uh, don't have risk of losing their job because they build a homepage that, the, that their boss didn't yeah, like. Yeah, you're totally right. But Andrew, Andrew, wasn't the total contradiction of that interview yesterday with Josepha is that she came out of her own mouth. I am responsible of WordPress.org, not automatic. Yeah. But I'm paid... By automatic, yeah, and we, we, we that we, is we, not that is, that is not sustainable. No, we we she can't allow us to explore that as well. It, it it is a contradiction in terms. So we know that everybody knows that. But where would the money come from otherwise, other than automatic? To to have a, a director of WordPress, a director of Gutenberg, a director of APIs, a director of whatever, where would that money come from? So what happens? I think this is what Matt said yesterday, and what he's been saying of late. I think this is a precursor for WordPress to go commercial. It will no longer be a volunteer-run project. It will go commercial. I don't know when. Uh, it's just I just have this gut feeling that th there's a lack of control, yet people within WordPress want control, and they're just going to take it. So one day, automatic, the board of automatic will say to Matt, "We own WordPress. We own all of WordPress." We're they can't because my understanding is well, that okay. yet, the structure of automatic is my understanding. I have no real. But I've been told the structure of automatic its share allocation that Matt has super shares and he is in total control. I get that. I get that. But even when somebody is in total control and they've got super shares, even me as a, a the majority shareholder of my company, if my board members said to me, "This has got to stop," then I am obliged by duty of care of the business to um, actually do what they ask. It's simple Consider it, at least. Consider it with, uh, least, yeah. with intent, yeah. It could just be forked. The one difference as well is in a normal corporation, the assets of the corporation are, are protected by copyright and otherwise. Here, the main asset is open source software. So though it's unlikely, it is possible there could be a mutiny and everybody could simply say... <laughs> We're, we're essentially just going to change the name to something else, and it's everybody's going to the other thing. Again, unlikely, but if that public debacle, thank you for the word veto, came up, 
no, nobody, including Matt, would suffer the publicity problems of, of looking that foolish. Like everybody said, the problem is you and you're still sticking around because he has no financial interest in that. His financial interest comes from his shareholding and the dot-com side of things, technically not from the dot-org. Yeah, but I, in a strange way, I'm gonna, um, in a strange way, panel, I'm very optimistic because based on yesterday's interview, because I sense, and I might be totally wrong here, it's just my opinion, that I, I, I do sense that they do know that things have to change a little bit. And uh, I don't, I, I think Matt, I think Automatic got WordPress.com and he could be president of WordPress.org for life. And we just need a board and a, and a CEO. Um, and we just need a bit of cleansing and, and, and role clearing who has responsibility with what. And things, we could avoid the Jumna situation quite easily. Um, um, it just needs a bit of goodwill and a bit of acceptance that things need a bit yeah, of changing. Well, I, agree. Doesn't I, I agree with you, John. I, I think we have to um, press the reset button. And I just want to acknowledge Peter Ingersoll there because I saw yeah. the tweets there and, and, and um, talking about the tweets that, that were directed at you. And he's, he's right. You know, the interview was a great interview. It, it um, was um, delightful to have Josepha on WP Tonic because Peter's not wrong in that this podcast has been very, very critical of automatic. So very, a, I'm, I yeah, just so really, really, really very. You, well, you I've only been critical. I just want to say I've just been critical on two key matters. I am critical when a, a individual of the stature of Matt says that he is happy to be seen as a benevolent dictator. I have a problem when somebody comes out with a statement like that. And secondly, my criticisms have been around the frustration around the Gutenberg project. And I think everybody on this panel would agree it's not been a fantastic experience. And that's no, just the saying, reality. I'm not saying it's just you. I'm not saying it's just you, Jonathan. All of us have criticised Automatic at some stage in time in this podcast, which is fair enough. We are, we are human beings. We've got a right to be critical. But we also, hopefully tell the positive side, you yeah. know, automatic and WordPress and Mike Little and, and, um, well, you, you know, saw the positive, you were there, you saw the positive in, I, in I Porto. You One saw really, really annoys me is that people put founder of WordPress by Matt Mullenweg's name. He's not the founder of WordPress. He is the co-founder. And that is a very important aspect to me, you know, like, like Vito's co-founder of Bertha. If I came out and said I'm the founder of Bertha, he's a nice guy. He probably wouldn't piss him off too much. But it's wrong. It's not. It's not the right thing. People have got to realise that that Mike Little had massive influence. In fact, he started it and invited Matt into it. And then you know, a couple of years later, Matt starts Automatic. So we've got to be clear about where we where we started, where it was going where we are now and what direction we want as users and contributors to WordPress, where we want it to go. And if we don't want Matt to be the benevolent dictator of WordPress project anymore, we've got to tell him that every opportunity we see. He's very approachable. He will come on podcasts. He will meet you at WordCamps. And if you, if you go up to him and be brave and say, 
Matt, I don't think you should be running the WordPress project anymore. I think you should have someone else. Because he's not. You know, we, it was very clear in that interview yesterday with Josefa that she is the captain of the ship. She's the director of WordPress. Simple. And, she, and I think that, that that is a great decision because she's a very affable, intelligent, lucid but human Andrew, being. Don't you, feel, don't you feel that, and that's great that there is a director of WordPress, that there is one first, yeah. you know. Uh, don't you think that her salary should come from .org? <laughs> I do, 100%. I hung, and I said as much as well. I said it's a... It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's such a, a huge conflict of interest. Yeah, it's it any other piece. Yeah, you can't, you can't have that. So that's got to change. And I think that, that at the end of the day, the, the powers that be will ignore, will acknowledge that. And, and it's very important for us as users and for the millions of people that use WordPress to know. I don't know how it's even legal. You know, I'll go, I'll go as far as saying this. I don't think it's legal. You know, and I'm not a lot. Maybe you can shed a light on this, Spence, because you have like a. Like well, a it's a messed. I wouldn't say but I don't how know. Is you, that uh, that uh, commercial company is running um, a non-profit organization that they are benefiting from directly. So it's not, Brian. It's, not a, it's not a legality issue, but I will say this about Josefa. But the, the, I, the I, head, the, the their your job title is the head of a non-profit. And she's being paid directly from a company that profits from the nonprofit. The, the issue that you're framing is, in my view, like this. First of all, I can't think of a better person than Josefa to be. I don't the mind the person. I'm, I don't know. I don't know about I'm not but, talking about the person. It's, I know, but I'm, I just want to frame it in terms of like, what's the reason why nobody's done anything about it? She herself seems to have the frame of mind, the reference, the, the personality to be right. the real leader. Yes. She keeps getting audited by, you know, the, the grandmaster when he doesn't like things. And I don't feel, this is my opinion only, based upon all my inside and outside facts, I don't feel she's vested with full authority or autonomy. Right. Okay. Yeah. So this and is, so, I think you... I'd like to hear uh, the legality of yeah, it. Yeah, just, just, I just want Brian... So, Brian, I think Spencer's spot on with his observation, Brian. I think you've got, with Josepha, you've got somebody that's really very impressive, but she's dealing with a very, with a joint founder, a very chasmatic individual. And I just feel that she's... She's been put in a very difficult space, really. What What do you feel? I, I've only talked to her a little bit, and I basically said exactly what Spencer said, which is I think you, there's the impression that she understands and gets things and that she's her decision-making is a consequence of her employment. And I think people from the outside sort of understand that, and we, we sympathize. But I the one thing I will say about all of that is at this point, separating the financial and con you know there's only one real big problem in wordpress is that not enough people are contributing and the project is getting stagnant and many of us are expecting this full site editing change to take probably another three years before we see a single new feature land in wordpress and that's the biggest problem that's the only problem that it's the pro if the prog if the project was moving forward at a nice pace i yeah. think we'd all care a little bit less we'd be happy and it's not and there's every team says their biggest problem is no one's contributing. And the fact that the only way to help WordPress 
is to pay somebody to go jump into the mud and deal with that problem is just not feasible. And it's hard to, it's honestly, it's hard to pay people to even want to do that. Most people don't want to do it. So the idea of separating that and finding a way where we could move the finance and the governance of WordPress to someone other than Matt and give people an opportunity to donate financially in a way that they feel very comfortable and they feel like is an ethical place to put their money, it would be vastly easier to get 5% from a lot of people, uh, 5% financially than 5% of your employees' time, which is much less meaningful, and see some progress. But until the financial, till we see that separation of here's the governance of the open source and that's controlling the development and we're all paying in the same place and we can see the work moving forward and we know who's in charge and we can vote them out because we're funding it. Uh, until that happens, the the bleed of contributors is going to continue and the project will stagnate. And that's the only problem I care about. Whether Matt runs it or not is less important to me than the fact that WordPress is is becoming less and less a viable platform to build websites on for from the agency perspective. Do you think, do, do you think Brian, that the bleed of people wanting to contribute or not wanting to contribute is because of the direction of FSE and Gutenberg? Do you think that they don't want to contribute because they don't actually want to work on it because they don't feel it's worth it? Well, I think there's, I mean, that's one place, but there's contributing is so many things. I mean, the the learn team, the translation team, the, you know, accessibility team. If you talk to anybody on any of those teams, they'll tell you one thing. They just need more people, every single one of those. And accessibility is just as important. Um, translations are just as important. All those things are important. So, you know, is it people don't want to literally write the code for Gutenberg? That's probably part of it. But because I've been trying to contribute to a feature project, but, you know, deep down, it's like, is this feature project going to get included into core? I don't know. I, I got to work on it for five years and then see what Matt says about it. I mean, that's there's a reason people don't want to contribute to that. And so, you know, there's, I can't say that there's one reason that there's a struggle to get contributors, but I think, you know, there's definitely a, a opportunity for letting people contribute financially to a separate non-automatic owned place. So, thanks for that, Brian. So just to finish off panel, I put this question to you, panel. Do you think that Matt has the insight to know that there's there's a need for some fundamental changes here. Otherwise, this project, the outcomes don't look too rosy. But, but on the other hand, with some goodwill and some insight from him. So let's start with Angie. Do you think that the great leader has enough insight and there's enough people prepared to say something to him? for some of the changes that we've discussed to actually happen? I think it would be obvious that he's aware of the dissent in the ranks, if you like. But at the end of the day, he is the co-founder and it's very difficult to let go of something that you built and directed for years now, 19 years, quite successfully, you know, 40-odd percent of the web, whatever. So, you know, is it a question of dead men's shoes? Who's going who's gonna to replace him should he get run over by a bus or a taxi or whatever? Um, so I don't think he will give up the realm or the, the reins easily. But if he doesn't, I think that he will run out of leadership quality 
the quality of his leadership will go down. I think which has been demonstrated by the GoDaddy um, tweet and by the tweets that he did yesterday. That's I felt that he was being quite disrespectful to the person that he was talking to because that well, no, been I, a there's a total imbalance of. It's a leadership fail. fail. And and yeah, we can all build in public, but we don't need to criticise in public. Yeah, but there's a... Like what we're doing now. There was, by the sounds of it, a total disparity in power dynamics. When you're you're the founder and you're in public belittling an employee, um, it's all right to do it in private, maybe... Um, but when you do it, there's such a power dynamic, a disparity in power that it's it's quasi abusive. Power, I think, it's authority. I mean, he is the authority on words, right? He makes the decisions. Now, I've been witnesses. I've been a witness to management telling somebody off or even sacking somebody in public within the organisation, so within the brick and mortar building. You know, I've, I've, one, of, one of my joint managing directors of my printing company went straight up to a print minder and sacked him on the spot. That's not the way that you, you do things. You know, you take people off into a private room and say, you're fired, you know, and, and because it, but maybe that's the, that, that's the mentality behind it. When I said to the fellow director, why did you do that? He said, I, wanted pe- I want people to be aware that nobody is indispensable. Maybe that was Matt's... Um, agenda yesterday to make sure that you know whatever you asserting do dominance it, yes just just asserting his authority it's not about power it's about authority very subtle differences between power and authority you, you can be powerful without any authority you know but you he was just asserting his place in the in the hierarchy i think yesterday that was that was the key so spencer what do you reckon do you reckon there's enough insight to see yeah because i think one of the great Leadership always has an expiry date to it. You know, nobody. One of the one of the great insights is to know when it's time to sell a company, when it's time to move on. Everything has an expiry date. You know, to some extent. You know, and if you're not aware of that, you're kidding yourself. What do you reckon? Um. To answer that question that was hanging out there, there's not a legal problem with Matt's disparity between auditing somebody who is being paid by the, the dot-com. The only time it would be an issue would be if there was something that violated the trust or the purpose for the 501c3 or the other things about it. And I don't think that that would work out anyway because the benefit to the people who you know work in the ecosystem uh, it's too great compared to the loss if they close the, the charitable or the nonprofit status. So the legalities of that aren't as important as the politics. And the politics are really, I think we're all in agreement here. To my taking a piece of Brian's statement, um, I could give two shits about whether Matt calls himself the king of the world or, or not. All I care about is that we've been in this bus for 16 years it's got a flat tire on the side of the road now for three plus years. And he's sitting in the front seat while everybody in the back's trying to figure out like, you know, let's fix the bus. Let's call a tow truck. Let's do something. And every time there's a good answer, somebody brings up, he's like, shut up. And worse, he's like got a, a limo 
sitting next door of all his money providers, like with, with girls and drinks and, and guys and party and everything's happening. And he's a multimillionaire billionaire while the rest of us are like, why don't you throw a couple coins towards a tow truck or something? Yeah. Because if you're not, call your rich friends and have them come over and they can benefit directly and financially through just taking charge of a project. So people can start getting paid because the rest of us who make our livelihood would have a much better time convincing our clients of why to stick around WordPress instead of the shit show of drama that we keep seeing that you don't see in other companies. You don't you don't ever see Oracle having like every couple months like Larry Ellison yeah. this or even you know Mark Benioff did well, this. Not the, yeah, Benny, but yeah, but the Oracle is still probably not the best example. Of, did because of something like financially progressive. You don't see it like you know, they're acting like... So, United. Brian, I think Spencer's got another good good observation. Is it possible to... Uh, it's never going to be totally achievable because it's open source project and that comes with a, a certain level of drama. Um, but is it possible to steer WordPress more like Salesforce with Benny? Because you don't... You wouldn't see Benny making these statements on Twitter, would you? You know, the guy's a machine. You know, you just wouldn't see it, would you, Brian? Would you? Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of go back and forth on that one. Sometimes I feel like people are... We want some... We want it run like a better private company and we want it run like a better nonprofit. And there's going to be some give and take on those two different things. And we can't yeah. have both of those uh, happen at the same time. Per, I mean, personally, I, you know, I really don't care where where we draw the line between these two things. I just want to see some forward progress on this yeah. thing. I think, you know, until people feel like they are back into being listened and have some ownership over what's happening, they're not going to want to be a part of it. And that's just the way things work. And when people aren't heard, they're just going to find better solutions. And we're all going to build, you know, websites with Laravel because it's, you know, no one's uh, yelling at you on Twitter for it. I think that's a great statement. I think we had some other stories, but I, I don't want this podcast to go on forever. Um, I think it's a great place to stop. I think I think with a bit of goodwill and a bit of common sense, all of this is meant can be improved and the project can go forward. It's just that there needs to be honest discussion and then um, some decisions need to be made and it's all fixable, and um, it's just a shame that... Um, I, but I was optimistic with the conversation yesterday. I do sense that there is leadership in WordPress that is aware that some of these things do. We the, Before we end it, we do need our recommendations. Mine is... Um, is Site Origins CSS. It's a plugin. I saw it on the top. Um, YouTube channel being uh, a review and it seems a really amazing solution if you want to fine tune your CSS of a theme it's really from a great plug-in shop as well so that's my recommendation so Spencer have you got a recommendation uh, W <clears throat> my voice sorry WP Featherlight is a free plugin that's jQuery Lightbox, super, super, super lightweight. It does one thing really well. If you have stuff like um, I'm doing documentation for uh, LaunchKit, if you have images that you want, instead of opening the media into another window or the same tab, you want to just do a Lightbox. 
That's all it does. So it allows you essentially to make anything that's like going to open in another tab, open in a modal, which for this purpose was really terrific. So again, uh, if you're looking for something that loads just a couple kilobits of data and it does it specifically, good choice. Great. Put that in Slack, will you? Um, Brian, have you got a recommendation to the tribe? Yeah, I've been playing with uh, a plugin called now it's blink. It's Accessibility Checker by Amber Hines and Equalize Digital. But it's basically like, like when you're writing a blog post and if you have Yoast installed and it's telling you your SEO scores and how good you are, it's basically another one of those, but for accessibility and just pointing out if you have any issues in your blog post content or something like that. And so it has a good free plan. It just runs and you can just kind of like train clients to kind of keep an eye on it when they're writing articles and then i think there's maybe a, a premium version that also like the scans and stuff like that but uh we've been kind of testing that out and it's a pretty cool idea Vito, you got a recommendation yes i'd like to recommend uh, main wp which is a platform that allows you to manage a bunch of different websites uh, from uh, one uh, centralized location and uh, we just uh, released a part uh, collaboration with them and integration with them earlier this week um, that has a, all kinds of really cool stuff uh, uh, in there. And through this integration, it allowed me to really dive in deeper to what they're offering. And I think it's a really awesome solution. And they've built something pretty amazing over the years. So uh, that would be my recommendation uh, this this week. Got anything you want to recommend, Andrew? Yes. I, 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 we've got to be conscious of the... Uh, the need to work from home. I, I basically wrote a blog post on thisisandrewpalmer.com on work from home and remote working and all things like that. And one of the things that I've been doing with a couple of clients recently is just doing a bit of co-working with um, with the clients, not necessarily talking to them all the time, but just being in a virtual room with them. And, it's, uh, and I use orbital.chat for that. And orbital are now uh, experimenting with video as well, rather than just um, uh, audio but you've got whiteboards, you've got tables that you can go to, and it's just a, a really nice little system, and it's uh, it's not expensive, and it stops you being quite so lonely when you're working on your own. So it's good, yeah. for, your, good for your mental health as well. Well, I'll put that into Slack, so I've got it. So, panel, it's been a great discussion. It's been a great show. We'll see you next week, Tribe, with another honest discussion about WordPress and tech. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Why not visit the Mastermind WordPress membership group on Facebook? And if you want to keep up with all the latest news on the podcast, visit wp-tonic.com forward slash newsletter. We'll see you next time.